Hi, everybody. My name's Candlewine, and uh, I am 16 years old, and I'm reading for the part of the 21st uh, Jump Street. Okay, just to you three? Okay. The Three Keys of Coolness in High School by Jenko. One, don't try hard at anything, okay? Two, make fun of people who do try. Three, be handsome. Okay, Four, I, see, I, see what, steps, I, I see what you're doing here. Can you... I don't know, maybe try to have a little more, uh, um, uh, chutzpah, you know, a little more chutzpah to it, you know, you know what I'm saying? Can you start again from the top, please? Yeah, okay. Hi, my name's Candle Wine. I'm reading for the part of no, 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 21st no, 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 no. Can you, I'm sorry, who gave you this name? Uh, my acting coach, sir. Candle Wine? Yes, he said it'd make me stand out. Uh, the three keys of coolness in high school by Janko. One, don't try hard at anything. Okay. Two, make fun of people who do try. Three, be handsome. Four, if anyone steps to you on the first day of school, you punch them directly in the face. Five, drive a kick-ass car. How was that? You do know Jonah Hill's reading for this part as well, right? I do know that, sir, but I think I am better at this. Um, well, thank you very much for your reading. I think, um, we'll be in touch, uh... If you wouldn't mind stepping through the side door, uh, we have some more auditions to get through. Don't call us. We'll call you. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your time. I'll go. I was Candle Wine, if you remember. All right. Bye. Oh, damn. I nailed it. Guys, I nailed it. Now we can go record oh, the podcast. I th- awesome. Great job, Seth. <laughs> we as friends receiving him in the, in the green room. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're my friend in the green room. I was going to say, we should. Him. That guy earned his part. I like his name, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The wine. See, I'm fine as wine and hot too, like a candle. Smooth like wine, hot like a candle. <laughs> okay. Uh, looks like we have uh, mics in this green room. I just got out of a pretty, pretty good uh, audition, and now I'm here to record a D and D podcast. And I'm the DM Seth. And I've got my friends here, Connor. Well, hello, Jacob. Here I am, and Adam. Hello. And we're all actors. I'm also sick, so if my voices suck, blame a uh, blame my girlfriend because she got me sick. <laughs> uh, I hope Damn. she doesn't listen to this episode. Damn. Oh, um, <laughs> right on blast on that one. Right on blast. We're gonna do a recap real quick in case you didn't listen to the last one. You should though, because it was nuts. And I'm not gonna explain it all in depth. I'm gonna give you the highlights. Basically, Norman was dead, and his body came back to life. And started just blasting everything. And it was because Royce and his old master Matsumura were keeping him alive through their soul power. Um, get on board that soul train. Boom. Cut to Norman. He's in the River Al tomb in that fishing boat in the Silver Sea and everything that we've seen us several times before. And basically he learns all about his backstory about how he was basically a husk created for Royce's soul to just kind of like host. Um, and we learn about Norman growing up in the monk monastery. We learn about how Master Matsumura was a bad guy. And then Norman throws Matsumura into the deep and is still with Royce currently. Uh, and in the above world, um, Zippy and Darian. Darian got like choke blasted by Norman's body. Uh, Zippy summoned uh, St. Bernard and, well, I'm not gonna... You Bow can wow, soldier. Bow wow, soldier. He All he wanted to go... Do was go to the moon, and we allowed that to happen. And we allowed that. <laughs> Off to the stars, soldier. And then uh, 
Darian's potential uncle, Gallard, who was Jesse's husband from season one, uh, showed up and said he was Darian's uncle and he helped them shoot a basically plane hopping arrow at uh, Cornelius and May uh, and sent them away while they were using this special gauntlet that had this crazy power going on. Seemed uh, a little also, Deus Ex Machina. I'm not going to A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, May also, by the way, had a blue flower on her shoulder. Ba, ba, ba. The plot thickens. And it ended with Zippy and Darian both trying to heal Norman's body on the ground. Zippy covered him with his cloak and started to heal. And he recited the the Bramble Patch. Yeah. I don't remember doing that. (laughs) He would never do that. (laughs) And now we're going to cut in right after uh, Zippy started healing Darian's body. And he felt some life underneath. Norman's body. But first, before we go to the above world, one last time, we're going to go back into the River Altoom, where now in the Silver Sea, where it's quiet, Chartabus has gone below the sea uh, to deliver Matsumura to the deep, I suppose. And uh, Norman is just in this little fishing boat with Royce. Oh, boy. You did it. You did it. I'm proud of you, Norman. I'm still breathing heavily from all the exertion of throwing Matt's, uh, Matsumura overboard. I, I don't, I don't know what to think. My entire life, Matsumura was my idol. I, I looked up to him and he was like a father to me. I look at the tattoo on my wrist again of the calm cloud monastery symbol. And I say, I have to believe that the things that were in his teachings will hold true, even though he didn't really follow them. I look at Royce, and I say, So we're the same person, basically. Yeah, kinda. You are a reformation of me. Kind of an inspired artwork. The better half. You're like a a reconstruction of me. The new me. Well, I put out my hand to shake his. I'm going to say, this moment has a bit of a different feel than I was picturing it would, but I guess now I get to shake the hand of death, in a way. He takes your hand, too, and says, Welcome aboard the team, Norman. Well, you're you're kind of a part of my team, you know, you're on my boat, and... I mean, we can we can get over the logistics later. I guess. No, you're right. You're right. I am on your boat. I'm not exactly sure how you're here, but my soul was supposed to take over your body, not immediately, but over time. It seems as though your soul has grown stronger, faster than mine. But listen, listen. I'm not here to pull any Matsumura crap. I'd rather work together. I kind of give Royce a surmising look, and I say, Well, you know, Royce, I both of us are musicians. I think we can both agree that a single note is not nearly as strong as a note with a harmony. We'd be better as a chord. <laughs> yes, I agree. But the reality is, is that uh, 
I don't know how to get out of here, and you seem to have a, a better understanding of this place and, and what's going on up in this, the, I guess I want to call it the surface, the material plane. What do we do? Unfortunately, our fate is kind of in your friend's hands now. You're not dead yet, Norman. Even though you died, I am keeping us kind of afloat in this boat. You see, Charnibus takes people and transfers them from the River Altoon down to the deep. But because I'm here, he won't do that. Take a look around, Norman. You'll see what I'm talking about. And you look off the boat. And you didn't notice it before for some reason. But on the surface of the water are faces and bodies. It's like people are kind of floating on their back. Just all kind of spaced out throughout the sea. And they're just people. Lots of people you don't know. And all of a sudden these small little tendril-like hook tentacles come up grab the bodies and gently drag them under the water and actually as you're looking out you see in the distance floating on their back is Blackjack I'm just gonna gesture to him softly I'm gonna say I know that one well there's nothing you can do DM can I use Mage Hand in this place you cannot I cannot, okay. I try, I guess nothing happens. You reach out your hand, trying to use Mage Hand, and you see Blackjack's floating on his back in the water. He turns his head over to you, half-dipping his face underwater, and just blankly stares at you. And you just see a tear drop from his eye down into the sea. And the tentacles come up, hook him, and drag him under the water. I'm just going to put my hand on the boat, on the edge of the boat. I'm going to say, you will be avenged, Blackjack. I swear it on my life. Closer to the boat, you also see Gilbert floating on his back. Wow. And he just floats past your boat. And goes further off. I can't interact with him at all? You could try. He, he's pretty close to your boat. Okay, I'm gonna... Like, is he... Like, if I lean slightly over the boat, can I, like, touch him? Yep, he's that close. Okay, I'm... Like, not aggressively, but I'm just gonna, like, grab the hem of his cloak just to stop him for a second. To see if I can get his attention. I'm gonna say, Gilbert. Gilbert. He kind of, like, wakes up as you grab him. And he looks at you. No, Norman? Rest now. You have my word. Your family will be taken care of. Go and rest in peace. I'm gonna let him go. Thank you. Protect. The girls. And the tendrils come up and grab him and take him under. I'm gonna kind of look at Royce. I'm gonna kind of say, I kind of feel like his death is kind of my fault on that one. (laughs) You know, Bringing yeah, kind of is, kind of is. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, May and, and Cornelius, you know, like, out for a vendetta. How was I supposed to know that they would be able to find me? You know, kind of out of my control a little bit. You did know they were coming for you, right? Well, you know, I, well, you, you, you know, what is it? Hindsight being twenty twenty, you know, um, drat. Well, hopefully with me around, we can have a bit more intuition, I suppose. 
about these things. They will have to pay. Norman, I'm keeping you afloat here, so you won't get dragged down to the deep. And if your friends manage to pull it off, you'll come back. But pull what off, Royce? How can anyone be brought back from the dead? Not truly dead yet, but there are ways, if they look. Anyways, Norman, we should talk a little more. I have some more things to explain. I'm all is. And the two of you keep drifting off into the silver sea of the river of Altum. And we're going to cut back to the real world. Where, Zippy, you are still holding the cloak over Norman's body. And you're all gathered around in this crater that was formed by the cloud fist that punched Norman here. It's you, Gallard, and Darian currently just immediately in the vicinity. The rest are on the airship, which is parked nearby. Yep, nothing's working. Sorry, guys. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I, I swear I felt something before. I felt something move. No, I don't. There's nothing here. We best go back to the children on the on the plane. The boat plane. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't... He's not dead, Zip. I don't think he is. There is... You, you can't be... You can't tell me you didn't I feel I start walking too. away. I take the cloak. And you just see Norman's body underneath in the same position still. Just eyes closed and starfish position. And Gallard says, guys, no, I think, I think Darian's right. Let me, let me check. And he goes over and he puts his hand on Norman's neck. He's like, what the hell, Zippy? There's a pulse. I knew it. <laughs> oh, I run back. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. My cloak worked. I'm so happy. I guess it did. That's amazing. Wake up! And he starts shaking Norman. I kind of shake him as well. Like, Norman. You kind of shake him, or like... Like, I'm not, like, jolting him around. I don't, I don't want to break his neck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give him whiplash. Whoops, he died again. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just, like, I'm just, like, shaking him back and forth a little bit, like, grabbing his shoulders. Just like, Norman, come on. Come on, I know you're not dead, buddy. Come on. Open up those stupid eyes of yours. Come on. Come on, goat boy. Gallard starts trying to pry open his eyes, and he's like, come on, come on! That was a little invasive. <laughs> I start shoving my hands in his mouth. Oh, say something! <laughs> and his limp body is just, like, getting jolted and messed around. Hello! In his mouth. Are you in ba there? Back in the, on the river, Norman just goes, ugh, ugh. Pulls out a hair out of his mouth. Ugh. What's going on up there? I taste the fur as well. Hello! Guys, I think he's, like, in a coma or something. Oh, but a coma means he's not dead, right? Uh, close enough. If if we don't get some nutrition into him, he'll go into a vegetative state. I know a lot about vegetables, but not humankind. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, let's get him back on the ship. And I, I kind of pick him up in my arms and start carrying him back to the airship. You guys make your way back to the airship. James is up top, and he's like, Hmm. Oh. What happened to Norman? Is he still evil or he looks fine? Look, I don't know. There's a lot of unknowns about what's happened to him right now. All I know is he's not... Well, he's not dead yet. We need to get him some rest. And so I, I bring him down into the cabin and put him in a bed. You make your way down underneath where the other bodies have been brought. 
Blackjacks, Joey's, and Gilbert's. You see the kids crowding around Gilbert, and you see yogurt at Blackjack's head, and they're all sobbing. Bradley has his hand on Paige's back, trying to console her. And he looks over and sees you bringing down Norman's body, and he's like, Oh, Darian! No, not him, too! No, he's not. He's not. He's no, he's dead! No, he's the Bradley. He's still with You're us. You're carrying him and he's limped! He's just sleeping. That's what dead people do! I know no. that much! Bradley, he's just sleeping. It's okay, Bradley. If you think about it, all this was really just Norman's fault anyways. Gilbert's death, every... <laughs> It's really a shame. So maybe we just should let him sleep and think about what he's done. You really want to say that to the kids, Zip? <laughs> Never mind. Uh, that was just a bit of a trick. <laughs> that was a terrible trick. <laughs> Smarten up, young man. It's where if you're if you're gonna be aboard my ship here, then then I I won't have I won't have any more. You're crying, okay? If you're a big big man, then you won't cry. After I uh, set Norman in the bed, uh, I'm going to turn to Zip and go, look, can you just um, get James and get him to keep an eye on the kids for a minute? I need to go talk to him. I got to go talk to Gallard. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe I should try giving Norman one of my awesome pills. Remember, it healed you in episode one. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it, um... I'm gonna shove it in his mouth. Real deep. <laughs> Do it. I mean, we don't have a lot of other things going for us right now. Okay, here we go. I pull out one of my pills that I've been carrying around. I haven't used them much, but they're for special occasions, because, to be honest, I... After the whole monkey thing, I... I I kind of gave out a lot of free samples. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I need to restock soon. But um, I'm going to use this one on Norman. Okay, Darian? Yeah. I, I mean, if you think it'll work. I know I know it'll work. And I shove it in his mouth. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Push his teeth together to get it into a powder state. And then I open his mouth and I... <sighs> try to blow, <laughs> blow the powder down his throat. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Just, that's the best oh, picture. Man. That's the best picture. Uh, this could take up anywhere from um, two hours to six months, so we'll just have to wait a bit. But I'm sure I'm gonna it'll... i something real quick. One second, I gotta roll something. Oh no. Norman's body laying down in the bed. After you put that in, you see his veins start to pop. <laughs> And his body turns over. Like he's awake. Like he turns over. Like he actually moves. Oh, like he rolls over. Like yeah. still asleep? Yep. Oh, I I knew it. <laughs> D- don't oh you gosh. don't you ever, ever say that I, Zippy Westboro, am not a team player. And look at this, I gave him one of my last pills. Norman sleep sweet dreams. People in comas don't roll over, so Oh, so he's faking. Is that what you're saying? No. No, so I think we're maybe through the worst of it at this point. Let's just let him rest for now. Wait, wait, DM, I gotta ask. Like, I'm sorry to interrupt, guys. So, DM, like, Norman rolls over, but, like, his eyes are still closed. Like, he's still sleeping? Yep. And he doesn't move after that? Yeah, no. 
What? Oh my god, what does that mean? <laughs> I will say Norman's veins that were popping uh stop and they and they go back smooth. Is he dead? I mean, what was was that poison? I have no idea. It was a magic zippy pill. Oh my gosh, what the heck? We haven't even been using those for the whole last two I seasons. <laughs> I don't have many. He gave them all to like like a hundred monkeys. And who knows what they did with those? <laughs> the monkeys die. probably all died because of the pills. Uh yeah, Norman goes back and goes back into his like coma. Uh Darian, you said you wanted to go talk to Gallard? Yeah, I want to head back up to the top deck and find him. He's on the top deck, and he's just looking off uh, into the distance. Uh, you guys are still on the ground, and you're not landed, so he's just kind of looking at the mansion in Orem. Gallard, who, who are you to me, and what are you doing here? I thought I mentioned I was your uncle. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I get that, but like, are you my mother's brother, or are you... Are you related to Caspin? Well, I guess... I guess I shouldn't be surprised that he never talked about me to you. Are you Caspin's brother? Big brother here. Yes, yes. Yes, I am. That doesn't make any sense, though. My... Caspin's an archfey. How did... How does an archfey have a brother? How does that happen? The archfey come from... They come from the tree. They come from the tree of seven. That's where... Are you from... What does this mean? Are you from the tree? Are you an Archfey? Is there another one? No. I'm not an Archfey, no. But my but my father is. Yeah, well, he wasn't always an Archfey. I, I'm... I don't know. Maybe maybe I should stop talking about this, because this guy, he... If Caspin found out, he would... Caspin's not here. Yeah. You're right. He's like the boogeyman, you know? You say his name three times, he might show up. Maybe in the Feywild. Honestly, maybe. Fey creatures don't give a shit about the Prime Plane. Okay, so... Gallard, me, Caspin, your dad. We had a sister, Calarel, but she just stayed at home. But we all three of us... We lived in a small farming village called Pago in Ohm. Uh, It's kind of a ways off from here kind of an island but uh we were all three well our whole family our uncles and aunts too and cousins are we're all uh elves but we specifically caspin and i were super obsessed with elven origins and like where our people came from and our heritage and stuff once we were like 18 and he was 16 me and caspin kind of ran away and and we traveled the world together trying to find out more about elves and our origins and stuff those were pretty fun days what do you mean origins i thought i thought we know our origins we were abandoned by a god in the feywild and some ended up in the prime plane and that's well i guess you and the other elves it's not entirely a mystery what were you hoping to find well we didn't know that we were we were on an island we didn't know anything and you're right yeah Aurela did make the Eladrin and then eventually they kind of split off and moved to the prime plains we wanted to get back to the Feywild and meet Eladrin the actual archway and, and stuff and and see where it all began anyways we traveled across a number of planes and had a lot of 
adventures and stuff. And then eventually, we went to the Feywild. And we got there through Dunwich, that portal. And we landed in the Spring Court. And there were some blights there and stuff. And we fought them off because we're awesome. And uh, started making our way through the woods. It was really confusing and like a maze. Eventually, we came across these Eladrin and Satyr and Sprites and and all these Feywild creatures that we'd never seen before. And they were having like this crazy bonfire. But instead of a bonfire, it was like this massive firefly. It was like the size of a bear. And it was dancing around and everyone was having fun and people were paying, playing the pan flute and and we got to talking and they taught us and all that stuff. Anyways, while I wanted to just learn about the Feywild and stuff, Caspin was more interested in the Archfey. And uh yeah, he found a a gazer. Do you know do you know what those are? I'm familiar with the name, but not with the actual thing. They're people that are everywhere throughout the world, not just the Feywild, but all the planes, but they're these people, these beings of all different races. You can tell who's a gazer if they have the like the blindfold over their eyes and stuff. It's kind of their calling card. Oh. Anyways, I think I met one. I, you did? Well, we gave him some stupid name like the Red Bandit or something ridiculous, but back when we were in the castle in in Orum we came across this crazy uh, Janassi. He spoke in vague terms with the red blindfold. and Odd that it's red. Their normal getup is just completely white. Oh, maybe, maybe it wasn't one then. I don't know. We didn't get much from him. He said someone was looking for him, but they would know they were looking for him. It was... It was a little confusing to follow, and honestly, at the time, we had a lot on our plate. Maybe he was. They usually talk like that. Anyways, Caspin found one in the Winter Court. They led us to the Tree of Seven. He tried to become an Archfey, but it wouldn't work because, you know, there can only be seven at a time. He was extremely upset, and we had kind of a falling out there. Then I left come back home, he stayed. But I went back like a hundred or so years ago. I met him. And his wife was pregnant with you, I guess, Daria, at the time. He showed me Holven. Let's just say we didn't patch things up, and I left back here. That's how I recognized you when you came in, because you had the ring, and he told me he was going to give that to you and stuff. But enough about me, and enough about your dad. I came to talk to you to find out uh, one question, really. Why the hell are you here? I'm sorry, there's just a lot to take in. Um... Well, imagine my shock when you show up at my door and Aladra, and Feywild people don't leave the Feywild, ever. Yeah, you're right. Um, we don't. Unless we're, um, exiled. What? Yeah, I uh, kind of committed a, a taboo amongst uh, my people, and uh, I was exiled. I actually, I was uh, originally 
going to be banished forever. Um, but my father, having a lot of sway in the court, managed to get it reduced to just a temporary exile of just 50 years. And so I was sent here about, oh, I don't know, maybe three months ago now, four months ago, I guess. And uh, so I've still got, what is that, 49 years and eight months left of being here. That's a raw deal. It's uh, it's not super great, but I mean, in the lifespan of an elf, it's uh, just a small slap on the wrist, I guess, compared comparatively to what it could have been. Wait, so why specifically were you exiled? Uh, this actually, and I hold up uh, my sword, my switch. I'm I'm not sure what things were like last. Oh shit! Oh, that's... yeah. Uh, that's the robo stuff, right? Yeah, this is Mechanos. um, Okay. I don't remember what it was like when you were last there, but after the Mechanos Feywild War, all Mechanos technology became forbidden. It was seen as uh, destructive, as really something that was innately evil amongst many of the Fey people, but there's a new generation. There's... There's people like me and many of my friends that we don't see it like that. It's just a tool. It just happened to be in the wrong hands. And so I I guess in the way you became interested in your origins, I became interested in the Mechanos. And I salvaged parts and I worked with it. I found this steam gem, which was the uh, residual core of one of the Mechanos beings. And I can use it and I can power it and... Wait, do it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm just... I get I get really interested. Sure. When, uh, and I, uh, I switch the dial to the steam gem and I activate it. And you see the steam swirl around the blade as it shifts and forms into the buster sword. Uh, and I'm Oof. holding it. Damn! Yeah, Why didn't uh, you use that in the fight? Jeez. Look, it, it can get a couple good hits in, but this, there was a lot there, okay? I I'm not immortal. And then the blade slowly begins to shift back to its normal form. I showed it to some of my friends, um, many who were interested in it as well, but one of them, one of them ratted me out. And what was their name? Beans. It's uh, look. We have a lot of actually. We have a lot of plant-based names, and his name is Bean Sprout, and so we just called him Beans. Anyway, he had started to agree with kind of the older ideology that it was something not to be tampered with. And when he saw how much I had been investing into it in time, he saw it as a danger and he ratted me out to the court. And um, while the high court did not take kindly to that, particularly based on who my father is, um, the ruler of the court, um, LV. The Sun Sprite Queen. She's another Archfey. Uh, kind of like my aunt, too, I guess, in a weird... She's the worst. Yeah, she's a little bit of a stickler for the rules. Um, I would not trust her with a ten-foot pole. I trust her enough to know that she'll always stick to the rules. And when you can start to predict those kind of things, it's it's not so bad. But regardless of our family status, she had to abide by the law. And luckily, as I mentioned, my father had some sway, and we managed to reduce the sentence 
duration, but the exile remained, and now I'm here. Now I'm here, my friend's in a coma, I have multiple other friends who have just died, talking to apparently my uncle, who I've never met in my life, finding out my father's not even from the Feywild, was never an Archfey to begin with, and became one, and I feel powerless and stuck, and I don't know where to go next. Well, how about before we go anywhere, we head back to my bakery, and we get some donuts. (laughs) I think I could use that, but, uh, before we do that, we need to take care of the kids first. I, uh... Yeah, with donuts. That was the, yeah, that was why I suggested. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they'll have much of an appetite, but maybe it'll help. Look, this, this conversation isn't over, okay? I know next to nothing about who my father really is, apart from what you've told me, and I, I can't just let that go. I need to know how he became what he became. I need to know. That's just all there is to it. Yeah, we can we can talk. And also, Darian, I want to apologize for being so blunt with you or telling you to get out of my shop earlier. Yeah, I, I was uh, just I was just super surprised, and I was still mad at Caspin, but I shouldn't be taking my anger at him out on you. And because uh, clearly, you're not the same person. You're much more boring. <laughs> See, a lot of people tell me that Caspin's this good time, but he's never been that to me. So. Look, let's let's go help the others. The two of you walk down the steps, and Caspin, or not Caspin, whoa, Gallard says, Zippy, uh, hey, donuts? Donuts? Well, I'm not very fond of donuts. Okay, donuts for Zippy. <laughs> so you, 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 get a, you get a jelly donut. Uh, kid, kids. Guys, uh, yeah, maybe donuts won't fix this. And he looks over, and the kids are all still just sobbing, and yogurt's still in shock. Um, it's been a long day. I kind of go over to the kids and just kind of collect them over a little bit and stop them from looking at the body, and just get them to to look at me. Kids, I know this is very hard. It's been a wild day. It's been a sad day. And this is probably going to be one of the hardest days of your life. But we need you to be strong. We're going to make sure you're looked after in the same way that your dad helped look after us. Paige and Marley sobbing, just nod. And then they hug you, Darian. Yogurt stands up, looks at you, Zippy, and says, We should bury them. I look down and pull down my drunkard's hat over my eyes and just do a little nod. Gallard, understanding the situation, starts helping Yogurt. And I assume the two of you also help start moving the bodies off the ship. Can someone help me with Norman? (laughs) Norman's not coming off, Zip. I thought we were burying the bodies. 
where do you want to bury them? There's, there's the, you know, front area of the mansion. There's the nearby kind of like trees. There's a tree in the backyard. There's, there's like front gate area. You could, you could bring them somewhere else if you wanted. I like the tree in the backyard. It overlooks all the plains in front of Orum. Yeah, I think that's fitting. You bring the bodies over to the tree and you lay them down. Gallard casts some magic to mold the earth into these three graves. Um, and you start bringing them in one by one. Uh, Darian and Zippy, you're both helping put Gilbert's in. The far right one. Blackjack's in the middle and Joey's on the left. And you put Gilbert's in and as you are, his pant leg kind of slides up his leg as you're kind of like bringing him in. Uh, and it slides up his leg and you see there's a, a circlet band just below his knee with these jewels on it. And just below that is this tattoo of a flower but it's all gray it's not blue it's all gray but it, it looks exactly the same design as the blue flower but it's gray <gasps> this motherfucker what? <laughs> <laughs> what is um to not kind of interrupt what's going on um I just want to quickly unhook the circlet off the leg if I can and just pull his pant leg back down. Darian, what are you doing? Well, you're, st- well, you're stealing things off of Gilbert's body. No, I think... No, that that's exactly think... what you're doing. <laughs> Zippy, there's... Look, I don't want to talk about Would you take things off the... my body if you were burying me into a grave? Zippy, I'd take the shirt off your back if I was burying you in a grave. Now let's... <laughs> this is so explain... insensitive. You just Z- hugged his I... children. I'll explain... I'll explain... Once no, there's nothing to explain. Finish. You're taking all, taking his Zippy, circlet. Zippy, they're standing right there. Please, please, don't make me do this. I don't know what to do. This is super embarrassing, Darian. <laughs> Zippy. Okay, fine. Look at his leg. Look at the flower. It's the same. It's not blue. Flower. It doesn't matter. As the circlet's off, a, a faint blue color comes back, but it, it doesn't go full blue. It just has a little hint of blue in it. Look, this it was suppressing the flower in some way. No, we're just seeing it under a different light. Zippy. I moved out of the way and hey now guys. we can see it's a bit... Hey guys, how's it going? Why are you stalling? Nothing. Comes everything's, up. everything's fine. We're just laying him down gently, right, Zip? Um, yeah, uh, very gentle. And I set his leg down and I climb out of the grave. Does Paige not see him, like, holding any... Like... It's not very easy to take a circlet off the leg and then hide it. Connor, roll mm-hmm. a sleight of hand check. <laughs> what are you just not going to say it again? Uh, 13. <laughs> Darian, what, what, what did you take off Gilbert? What did you take off him? Your father has this very important magical item. It seems to stop. What are you talking about? You took it off him. Put it back. All right. And I clip it back on. 
and the hint of blue fades away to gray. Thank you. Uh, Gallard's like, all right, we done? Okay. Um, and he kind of molds the earth back so it covers the bodies. He reaches into his bag and pulls out some flowers, places them on each of the graves with these rocks as well, so you know that, you know, these are graves. Does anybody want to say a few words or? I shouldn't do it because I didn't. I didn't know them. So. I I didn't know them too much either. <laughs> maybe a total of maybe two hours. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> yogurt. Would you um, do you mind saying a couple words for blackjack? Okay. Blackjack. Uh, you were my brother. You were the brains, and I was the paws <laughs> of our of our duo. And I, uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do without you. And that's where we're gonna take a break. Hey guys, welcome to the mid-roll for Cheaper by the Dungeon. Adam here, the voice of Normandy. That's if he ever comes back to life. Um, sad first half of the podcast, huh? Um, wasn't really expecting it to go that way, as it is with live play. Um, either way, hope you guys are loving it, and hope you guys stay tuned for the second half. Lots of cool stuff, lots of cool twists coming up for the second half, too. Um, okay, just a couple quick announcements for you. First, our sponsor this week is... The Love Craftians podcast. Have you ever been in a position where you're in the mood for a live play podcast, but you're wondering what other flavors are out there besides D&D? Maybe something a little more modern or even a little more like weighted or spooky? Because that's what you're going to find with the Love Craftians. They play Call of Cthulhu. Of course, it's heavily inspired by Lovecraft's writings all about the Cthulhu, um, of course. Uh, it's an all-women's podcast, and for anyone who doesn't know, Call of Cthulhu is a little darker than most D&D atmospheres. You have to roll for sanity, you have to do investigations, everything requires a lot of risk. It's a lot more about running for your life and just staying alive than it is about kind of like running into battle and being the hero. It's a little darker, but it's a really nice change of flavor. So I would really, really recommend it, especially the Lovecraftians podcast. Actually, do you know what? Here's a small audio clip teaser for them right here. It is absolutely necessary for the peace and safety of mankind that some of Earth's dark, dead corners and unplumbed depths be let alone, lest sleeping abnormalities wake to resurgent life, to newer and wider conquests. H.P. Lovecraft. But what if the worst should happen, and these words go unheeded? The darkness deepens, but you'll find you're not alone with the Lovely Craftians, a Call of Cthulhu actual play podcast, available at lovelycraftianspodcast.com or your favorite podcasting app. We all roll for sanity together here. Okay, other announcements. So, next week is our one-year anniversary. Can you believe it? Cheaper by the Dungeon has been running... For an entire year, growing, learning, improving, all while making amazing memories. So, we are releasing a bonus episode next week as a special thank you to all of our listeners and supporters. It's a one-shot coming out next Tuesday, so that's September 9th. 
Uh, now, this one-shot is kind of special because it's actually going to serve as a teaser for the adventure guide and campaign that Cheaper by the Dungeon is making. So, for anyone who's gone to our Patreon page, they would have seen that one of the tiers that we have is the free downloadable PDF of this campaign guide we're making called A Land Untamed. The problem is it actually takes a lot more work than we originally thought it would to make an adventure guide with all the stat blocks and all the details, trying to predict, okay, what is everything that a player can do, uh, and how do we kind of predict it and give them something to do there. And it's finally just about done. We're just putting the final touches on it. So we thought, what better way to tell people about it and to kind of showcase it than to have some of us play the first chapter of the campaign for you guys. So we already recorded it, and I can safely say it doesn't contain any spoilers, but it really showcases the world, some of the hooks that are in there, and some of the core mechanics that we put in there that we believe make it a really unique adventure guide, and one that should be in your repertoire. Uh, Most importantly, it also made for a super fun one-shot, so even if you've never thought about our Patreon ever, check out the episode anyway, just because it's a fun little detour from the main series that we're doing. Um... Anyways, moving on, here's a list of all the places you can find us. Twitter, the handle is Cheaper Dungeon. Facebook, the handle is Cheaper by the Dungeon. Instagram, the handle is Cheaper underscore Dungeon. Boom. All got them out of the way. Um, Our next regular episode is going to be coming out the Tuesday after the bonus episode. So that's going to be September 16th. Uh, Also, don't hesitate to tell a friend or a family member about our show. Uh, If you like it, they will too. And of course, if you haven't yet, go show us some five-star love on iTunes. Besides that, thanks guys so much for sticking around. Enjoy the second half of the episode. And we are back again, and we find ourselves in front of a donut shop, Jesse's Bakery, and the whole gang is out there munching on a box of donuts, and there's just this giant airship boat floating above, and there's a rope that's dangling down in front of the bakery, and everybody walking by is just like, jaw, like, open just staring at this floating airship they've never seen anything like it and you guys are just chilling out front eating donuts after this funeral i gotta i I gotta say guys it's pretty good yeah this one kind of tastes like home i love these these what what spice do you use in your 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 fey donuts hmm oh it's sun sprite dust it's what it's kind of it's kind of like the <laughs> dust off. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's what? So, it was sun sprite dust. It's the stuff off their wings when they fly. Hey, Red Bull gives you wings. So do my donuts. Yeah, good point. I keep eating the donut. <laughs> what? It's a good donut, Zip. Why did you throw up then? I, I didn't fully throw up. It just really... Caught me off guard. I wasn't ready. So you spit out food you don't you you think you don't no, I, like? I didn't spit it out. I just coughed. I was startled. I inhaled a little bit of the dust. I wasn't prepared, but it's a delicious <laughs> Adam, donut. Now's your time to, to play like a replay of just being like Connor saying what 
<laughs> this throw up sounds. Play it back. Play, Play back, back the tape. <laughs> Zippy, yours was just a Boston cream. I throw the donut on the ground and step on it. All right. Oh. <laughs> now who's being rude? Zip? All right. Thank you, Jesse. I think your name was. Uh, we got we got to plan out our next adventure. Is this Gallo guy coming with us or what? What's happening? Uh, no. I didn't introduce myself, by the way. I'm Zippy Westboro, captain of this here sparrow ship, and also from the Bramble Patch. I lived there as a young rabbit, and now I'm off on some travel travels with, well, just Darian now, Norman's sleeping. Um, yeah, I, I, I raised carrots back at the Bramble Patch, and I'm very good at it. We use really good carrots, um, in the Bramble Patch if you're interested. And Gallard, he's gonna keep talking until you stop him. You should. <laughs> no, wait. I want to hear this. And okay. if you if you want to know more, well, I'd have to bring you there. But I'm not really allowed to. It would just be really weird if I brought some people there who aren't who aren't you know Lapines because well we're a private folk, you see. Uh, but who? I'm kind of an open box, so I'll just keep going. Um. <laughs> 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 we're, we're, we're reaching the cap. We're reaching the limit. I'm just an open box. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Yeah, I guess I haven't really officially met you, Zippy. And Jesse comes out, and she's like, "Oh, but I have. I've met you before, Zippy. I met you in the street when Darian was a little uh, drunk. Didn't I just meet you like five minutes ago? No. All oh, you people look the same. Um, yeah." Nice. <laughs> Are what all were you pings... saying about your friend being asleep? Uh, yes, Mr. Norman. He's just sleeping upstairs. I point up at the airship. Like, just sleep sleeping? or Yeah, he rolled over. He's just nodding off for a bit. He missed the funeral, though. We There was a harsh battle, and he, f- he fell unconscious, And but he's, he's alive and at least stable for the time being, but we're just letting him rest for now. Look, um... Look, we gotta handle the kids first. How about we go make sure they're taken care of? Yeah, the king owes us a favor. I'm not babysitting when I'm captain of this year's ship. Hey, what are you talking about? I'm not a baby, I'm a man! <laughs> if I had any inclination that the DM was allowing these kids to stand right beside me while I was saying this, I would not have said that. <laughs> <laughs> I said they were all there eating donuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. What are you saying? I'm a man. <laughs> You proved me wrong at the funeral. That was a low blow. <laughs> that was a real low blow, Zippy. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that was kind of a low blow. Yeah, Zip, that's, that was lower than your height. Gallard, are you able to keep an eye on the ship while we, uh, go have a quick conversation with the king? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can watch that. Just come back soon because I kind of got to get back to work. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be all right. Um, I literally took like five hours and then the whole, well, you guys remember, I'm sure. It's, it's not very long to take off. I'm sure you'll be okay. Here's Zip. Do you want to head up to the castle real quick? All right. I'll race you there. I, I go up the ship and, uh, pull up the rope no. and then I, I bring the <laughs> ship closer to the castle. <laughs> it's, isn't, why aren't we like right beside the castle already pretty much? Oh yeah, the like, donut uh, shop is pretty close, if I remember. The yeah. donut shop's in the Orem Square, so yeah. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> it's essentially it's the like equivalent of meters one over. parking space, <laughs> like across like a Walmart parking ground. 
<laughs> yeah. So here's here's the scene. Zippy, you look down from the airship and you see Darian like booking it across the square to the castle, and you're just like you pull the lever back and you burst forward and hit the brakes, and you're like shoop, and you kind of bump into the castle a little bit, <laughs> and uh, everyone's like screaming I'm and, and the castle, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and some stones crumble off the wall, and you can see a dent, and you're like I'm here, and then Darian comes up to the top and out of breath is is there with you i beat you darian you got me zip i'm the fastest one out of the team (laughs) with technology sure and with only two of us now it's not too hard to draw the lines of who's best at what well that's that's why we're gonna go wake him up i think we're missing a little bit of a dynamic here um here let's head inside he's a little scared i he gets hidden under my shadow i cast such a huge shadow (laughs) <laughs> Zippy says to himself. Like... <laughs> Alright, I'm coming, Darian. And you guys go into the castle, and you go into kind of the throne room area, and you find Colm. Yo! <clears throat> and he's shaved. He doesn't have his beard anymore. He's shaved. Wait, where, oh. where's the king? Hey, uh, guys, it's, it's me. G- guys, without the beard, it's me, Colm. Remember the guy that you... This was my face... Like, you spent more time with me with this face than with the beard. I yeah, remember us leaving it? a man on the throne. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay, man. Zip. Zip, he's still a king. Yeah, and he owes us a favor. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so good to see you guys, though. It's, what are you doing back? Yes, we have um unfortunate news, actually. Um, Where we were staying, the estate, we were attacked. And unfortunately, Gilbert... Wait, Gilbert? Gilbert's mansion? Gilbert... Is gone. What? Wait, 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 wait. Gilbert's dead? Gilbert's dead. Yes. Oh. What what happened? Should I be concerned? Should I have the guards? Guards! No, it's it's been handled. We were it, we were attacked by some would-be assassins on on they were targeting Norman. And unfortunately, there was some some people caught in the crossfire, and Gilbert happened to be one of them. And so we pr- managed to protect his his daughters, but they well, the estate has was in flames, and they're currently without a home. And so we need a favor, and I have a request of you. We have a request of you. What I would like to ask is that until Marley comes of age. That you oversee Gilbert's estate and the restoration of it, and when she comes of age, that it be released back to her so she can take what is rightfully her inheritance. I, I owe you guys my life, obviously, and uh Yes, we can do that. Maybe maybe I'll I'll stick the girls with the Ranbjorgs and Bradley and, and them. Do you think they'd like that? No. <laughs> Brad No I'm speaking for look, I don't Look, I owe this little girl something now that her little daddy's kind of kicked the bucket. But uh, that Bradley's a little predator, I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> and it would not, it would not be a good idea to put them together. Actually, I think I know of a couple they might be in better care for. But I want to make sure that they're not a burden on this other family. So if they can have the resources to still care for the children. I think that would work well, too. 
sure. Yeah. If, if you think that's best, uh, just let me know and I'll, I'll make sure they're checked up on as well while you're away. Yeah. I think what they need right now is a family and I'm going to go confirm with the family and I'll send, I'll send word of the family they'll be cared under and make sure they're checked on and they're supplied for. All right. I will take personal responsibility for their safety and make sure they're checked up on. So thank you. Where are you going, by the way? Where, where's Norman? Why isn't he with you? Uh, Norman's been injured and we're just looking at getting him some treatment. And then we'll be, well, we'll be off after that. We've got a couple of leads we've got to talk about to decide on next steps. Oh, well, good luck and tell him I hope he gets well soon. I will. See ya, King Man. See ya, Zip Man. And you fist bump. (laughs) 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 And you guys start leaving the castle. And as you're in the foyer, you see this thin elf man with a kind of gross face is walking in and he has a box with him. And he looks over and he sees you, Zippy, and he's like, Oh, heavens be! Oh, heavens be! It's the man, Zippy! Oh, hello! Um, do I know you? Oh, wow, you I, you specifically said you'd never forget my name. Or maybe I said I'd never forget your name. I forget. Anyways, it's Gus Grimsby! Gus Grimsby, from the Ammo. Remember at the harbor? Oh, I remember you. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, You missed the conference. What happened? I thought you were going to show Well, up. I thought I still had a couple more weeks. No, sorry. Oh, time flies. But, uh, oh. you know, hey, what, in Bayside, it, the conference went so well that we're actually going to do kind of like a public reach out thing there. So, hey, if you're interested, like three weeks from now. Over in Bayside? Yeah, over in Bayside. Well, you be there. I wanted to make I'll sure that I know, I'll, at least I'll have some friends with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, friend, whoa, <laughs> moving a couple steps, but that's okay. It's okay. I move quickly, just like through friendships. By the way, there was also a man there at the conference, Chris. Do you remember Chris? He went to the Bramble Patch. I could never, ever forget Chris. He was the one who opened my eyes to what I was truly missing out on. Oh, man. We all have one, right? There's always a gateway. A gateway, uh, man. I couldn't believe it when he he told me. I bet. I bet. I I was pretty stunned, too. And, man, the profit margin's too insane. I've made, I've made, like, I don't want to talk about my earnings, actually. Um, (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Anyway, because... (laughs) Because mine are, if I'm being honest, mine are pretty bad. A whole bunch of monkeys kind of, <laughs> I had nothing yeah, to do on. with it, but they all died after I came. Seriously, like, I had the same thing, but not with monkeys. It was way worse. <laughs> this, was in a, this was in the swamps. Don't go to the swamps north of here. Just don't. <laughs> There's a corner of the swamps. There's just bodies. It would have been a gold don't mine, go friend. It would have been a gold mine. It would have been a gold mine. It still is. It still is. Just keep selling. Okay. I'll see you maybe in three weeks. Bayside. Yeah, three weeks. Um, I'll try to be there. I really, ugh. I own a ship now, so I'll probably be there no matter what. Oh, no way. Ship. Well, look at you. Doing so well. Yeah, That's thanks. great. Anyway, stay off my turf, remember. Orm's my place. Well, you're on my turf right now. Okay, well. Oh, you want to go? <laughs> Get out of here. Anyways, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Anyways, can it be um dominium, my bro? Can it be um dominium? And you guys kind of high five. And you guys leave and you get back to the bakery. Jesse, yeah. we're going to dump some uh, kids on you. What? 
That's, this is this is everything you ever wanted. Darian said so himself. That's, that's <laughs> okay, not what okay. I said. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's what he told me when he talked to the king. He said, no, that's the- you know what? I know a couple of people who could really use a babysitting job. I think that you might have the- been saying your donut business wasn't lucrative enough. So- whoa, okay. That is not what I said. So that th- is really not that? what I said. So these kids nope. have an estate. I think that's what Darian nope. said. And then I think he said that the king will be pay you from the estate to take care of these kids. Oh, really? Or maybe, maybe he said that, like, you'd just be grateful that you'd have no. a babysitting job. I can't, can you explain this better, Darian? Because it's, uh, it, the more I talk no, about it, the more it's confusing <sighs> to me. Yes, please clarify, Darian. And she's kind of mad. Darian just has his hand on his forehead. It is just like, no, look. We were, as we were talking to the king, and I was going to release the kids into his care, and I realized I don't think them being orphans of the state is really good for them. And so what I wanted to ask you and Gallard is if you would take the girls in and into your care, and Colm gave me his word that he's going to supply you with all the resources you would need to care for them, so it won't be any extra burden financially. I just want to make sure that they're with people I know that will care for them. I owe Gilbert that. Um, so everything I said was correct then when I just explained to them? You just no, said it really it nice-like. That's, that's not what I said. I said nothing about their business, Zip. It seems like you know what their business should be, and you're dumping it on their feet. Um, Darian, yeah, I don't I don't know if if I can take... And then Gallard comes down and he's like, uh, did somebody say kids? Because I'm so down. I am so down. Jesse, come on! You've always wanted kids. And this is like the fast pass. And we have to skip the diapers and everything. Except maybe for that one. And Bradley's like, oh, no, I wouldn't be staying here. No, he's a oh. he's a Rambjorn. He's fine. I do wear diapers, though. <laughs> no, that Paige, makes why don't you live sense. with me anyways? Um, no, please, please, Jesse. And then she runs to her arms and she's like, all right, fine. But only for a little while. I'm not I'm not going to house until they're like 18 and then kick them out. See, you say that, but I mean, okay. Just make sure they don't resent you. Always keep them at arm's length. With new orphans, they'll resent you for a bit. But if you get them too close, you never know what they can do. Orphans. Marley comes (laughs) up beside you, Zippy, and she looks at Jezzy, and then she does, like, the finger across her throat. (laughs) And then she just kind of laughs to herself. Yeah, this one's already well on her way. Um... (laughs) You see, the Bramble Patch families, they are a well-known family. And we often have other family members try to sneak into and want to become Bramble Patch bunnies as well. That's all cool and well. And we used to have a policy where they have to go through a whole lot of hoops and hurdles to become one. But sometimes we would adopt some. But you know what? They shut down that program because, well, you're never truly family, are you? And I look at Paige. (laughs) That was so dark. But... You have a chance to do what you want and make your way in life. The the doors are wide open. You could die tomorrow, or you could you could outlive me. That's that's not. She starts tearing up as you say die. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not good at this stuff, so. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing I'm not good. At. <laughs> I'll leave this to Darian. He's a much better. Uh, he's good at color making. You know, speech all colorful and everything. I, I don't know how to follow that up, though. Um, okay, look, anything you would need, you can contact the kingdom. Cold, Colm gave me his word that he would personally see 
uh, to their care. So you have a direct line. We'll all send word back to the castle that they'll be in your care. And anything you could need, you just need to reach out to them. And if anything goes wrong, contact me. And I'll make sure something gets done. How will they contact us? Oh, there's a lot of magic in this world, and we're familiar enough. You could use a sending or something. Someone around here could send a message, I'm sure. I'll I'll do it. And Gallard's like, yes, 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 yes. And then, <laughs> and then he looks at Paige, and he's like, hey, hey, I'm I'm going to be like your dad. And then she's like, ooh, too close, too much. so, what? And then she looks at Zippy, and, and she's like, what is happening? I'm saying, you don't want to hurt yourself or hurt them. But discipline is still important. And I don't know. Maybe a spanking here or there. <laughs> and then Paige is like, yeah, spanking. Me, spankinator, spanker of all worlds, the spankiest of all, sp- of all spanks. <laughs> oh, man. man. Not my best work. <laughs> you, can t- you can tell she's never and Marley- been disciplined. <laughs> <laughs> and Marley and Paige run inside the bakery kind of laughing and they seem to be content with this and bradley kind of goes with you guys and it's like well we did good work here today guys am i right bradley go home yeah all right <laughs> damn and bradley just walks off look i've only got so much patience all right well zip uh norman might be out of commission for a little while where do you want to go well i i think it's important that we follow any leads i think any information can help us you know, wake that poor boy up. I don't want to be listening to snoring every night, Darian. You know I hate that. Um, well, we could head down to Leek's Garden. You know, last word we had from Gilbert was he's got a contact down there who can potentially help translate this journal for us that we got from the first Grand Treasure Room. So that might be helpful for uh, for getting that sorted out. If we want to follow the greeters, I think Felix was up in Monosnow a couple months ago. I think by going to Felix, that could actually help us kill two birds with one stone. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really concerned not only about the grand treasure, obviously that's our main number one goal, but then there's that that little secondary goal we have of bringing Norman back to the from the brink. If there was any way to, you know, chase after Felix, I think he would not only be able to help us, you know, with finding more clues about a grand treasure, but he might be able to tell us something about Norman. He's a legendary treasure hunter. I don't know if he's necessarily a legendary healer, though. Oh, but he's he's a legend no matter where you go. Everyone knows about him. He must know a lot of people and must know a lot of things, especially about, you know, Norman's little condition here. You know, Felix has been spinning his wheels as a treasure hunter for years and never found anything from what we can tell. I think we should almost forge our own path. We're our own treasure hunters. Why do we need to try and be like the other ones? Well, it's we're kind of in we're kind of a boat without one of our paddles right now. Like, if you want to forge your own path, I'd rather we do it all together. And I think that you know, there's no harm in getting tips from you know someone who's trying to do the same thing as us and is already a, more of a legend. I feel like we'll just be on a goose chase. If we're gonna chase Felix to get Norman healed, we should go and find someone else to help Norman. I think there's they, better solutions we, than chasing a ghost. But we have no one else. He is a lead that we can count on. We can't count on it. He was in one city six months ago. We don't even know if he's still there. And we are f- we have a flying ship that can go a million times faster than any horse could. So we're bound to catch up to him eventually. It just seems a lot less guaranteed. But this is the only option you've mentioned that could also help Norman. And also fulfill our goal as treasure hunters. 
Well, I'm sure there's powerful people down in Leek's garden as well. There's clearly enough scholars who are smart enough to translate this book. I'm sure they've got wide varieties of knowledge on other areas as well. We can always kill two birds with one stone in one other area, but I just don't think chasing a ghost is the best way to do it. But that's a lot of maybes, just like mine's a lot of maybes. It's a little bit of a stronger maybe because we know there is one of Gilbert's contacts actually down there. I feel like it's a little more solid. No, I, I don't know. I, I just disagree. And if I'm captain of the boat, <laughs> well, then I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> You're not the captain. You just steer the ship. How about this? We flip a coin for it. Tails, we go to Monosnow. Heads, we go to Leek's Garden. I think that's fair because we're we're only two people and we both are headstrong about these ideas. I think I think that's very fair. Uh, and so, from a player standpoint, how about uh, odds? It goes to Jacob. No, I have a I have a, a coin flip website open right now. Okay, perfect. I was gonna say if not, you could just roll one of your d sixes and just do. I have a coin flip thing. All right, who? Uh, what do you want? Tails is uh, Monosnow. Heads is uh, Leek's Garden. Okay. Yeah. Wow, leaving That's it all, all right. up to fate. Ready? Wow. We're flipping it, or Google's flipping it. Ready? Flip. It's Tails. <laughs> yes! Well, <laughs> the captain wins. I'm not even joking. <laughs> no, you're a pilot, not a captain. Different. I'm going to take a picture of this. Wow. No, it's <laughs> my, I prepare your... Car, your, your What's the word? Monitor? <laughs> no, Cockpit? no, 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 no. You're you're like your sh- <sighs> heavy snow jackets. Parkas. Parkas. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to a winter wonderland. Well, that's uh, well, fair is fair. I guess we're going to Monosnow. Hey, how about this, Darian? I'll let you have the next one. <laughs> if a decision Deal. needs to be made, you know what? It's all you, buddy. We should pick up some parkas, though. I heard it's cold. Yeah, I. Agree, Darian. We should go get some parkas before we go down to the chilly, chilly south because this fur can only do so much. Let's, uh, DM, is there like any parka store or like snow store? I, I don't know if Orem gets a lot of snow. Yogurt comes up to you. <laughs> yes! Yes, yogurt. And pulls on your arm and says, Zip, I heard, I heard we're going to, going to Mana Snow. Yogurt! I thought we left you with Jesse. But no. then I, but not, think, not one of the children. <laughs> not thinking of it. You are a, you are a grown <laughs> cat man. I think, uh, I, I, if it's all right with you, uh, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to come with. That sounds good. Um, Darian? Teammate, buddy. <laughs> Teammate, Teammate forever, except for the kids <laughs> we left behind. <laughs> and, and Norman. Let's not forget Norman. <laughs> They're not really... They weren't um, really part of it. We were, we were just being nice. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. Yeah, yogurt, adventure. Move on, move on. It's been like an hour. I know. All right. I know, it's still fresh. It is. But guys, I got a plan. We got to go to my hometown real quick. Because I got to let Ma know. But also, tabaxi fur coats are the softest thing you'll ever lay in. Uh-huh. It'll be perfect for the winter. Uh, well, that's like you're your not like skinning tabaxis, right? Like it's no, like, we're shedding, uh, stupid. Okay. I'm just oh, making sure, like a a fur coat with like it's a, all a wolf. ethical. No, we okay. don't do that. Oh, good. I'm just saying, like a regular like f- wolf skin coat or something like that. Like it's just it's the skin, right? Like it, oh, I'm sorry. Fine. Let's let's just go. 
away on the airship? Yeah, where do you live? Okay, it's Lundy. It's 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 like it's on the way. It's gonna be. It's a little. It's a little far. It's it's kind of past the desert. But the man of snow is past the desert too. So it'll be on the way. All right. Well, pilot Zippy. All right. Is everyone ready? We're okay to go off. We've done our bathroom breaks. Everything. James, what are you doing? Oh, um, you want to come service our ship? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's... I'm not going to pay you, and the benefits are terrible. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, I expected as much. But hey, look at us, little bandits, sneaking to Orem, and now we're traveling the world. Hey, wait a minute. Where's Joey? <laughs> oh, he died, remember? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wait, who's uh, Joey? Joey was buried. He was one of the three. He died. Oh. Right. <laughs> All right, let's wow. keep going. Hunter was too I hope busy I don't die robbing. and get forgotten in five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <Nice>. Wow. <laughs> so you guys take off in the in the sparrow, and everyone in Orem below is like, "Holy crap! It is flying! It's crazy!" And you can still see the dent in the castle as you go away, and people are just discovering it now, and they're like shaking fists at you. The guards are heroes you of guys Orem. Take off. <laughs> you take off to the sky as heroes. Retcon, I sent a letter to the king about the kids being with Jesse and Gallard. You did, and he received it. But he didn't read it. No! No! No, I'm kidding, you read it. Somebody, somebody read it to him. He gets a lot of mail. Gets a lot of mail! Yeah, we're the heroes of Forum, though. It's priority. So priority. you guys are headed off, and as you're flying through the skies, you see... The breathing chasms where you started and the cracked land and you can see it's just chasms and and it just looks like the ground there is just cut it's like there's a million cuts and slashes into the ground which make these deep chasms and past that you see the jungle to your right where you're going over the sea and below you you see what's bayside and it's this tropical kind of coastal place and it's near the jungle area fly past it and then you see this huge just like bridge this like naturally made bridge where there's holes in in the the dirt Uh, it's stone it's made there from the waves crashing up against it but there's holes now and it's this huge thin like landmass that goes from the edge of the jungle into this new kind of like woods and plains area past that there's a huge just drop off of earth and there's this huge cliff face that you fly over. And there's the desert. It's Troom's hair. And it's golden and it's swirling. And there's dust storms, but you fly above them. And you fly and fly and fly. And then you see there's kind of this really dark wood, wooded area above the desert. And uh, it just seems very dark there. And, and there's just these clouds that are looming. And it just makes it perpetually kind of dusk over there. And then you see off in the distance, off in the ocean, you see bunches little islands in Archipelago kind of style. And you can see even just with a, your telescope on your, on your ship and binoculars and stuff, you can see there's this floating landmass of sanguine then you see even further just beyond the reach you can see some flashing twinkling of the crystal islands and the crystal the crystallite people uh you don't see them but you can see that that's where that is and then you can see this entire 
just off the coast of all the islands and the coast of the dark wooded area this huge pillaring rectangle box it looks like just a wall in the middle of the sea but it's huge and gray and just slabbed in there and you fly <coughs> and you fly past the deserts and the box and everything and then you look off and you see even further off distant islands you've never experienced the world like this before it, it just seems so open and there's so much and, and so many places and heard or discovered or seen any of these and then you see just down south a while uh, from dark wooded area is this small little village in this new kind of plains area where, where the, the sands are, are gone and it's converted back into just kind of plains and farmland and you can see it's kind of getting on the way to Man of Snow and, and the glaciers and the frozen isles and, and things like that and, and you can see the mountains of ice even just more south but you can see there's the little village and Yogurt points it out and he's like guys there there it is there's my home I haven't been back since I was like a cub a kitten a kitten I'm just surprised you made it this far me too me too it's been it's been a good four days of traveling <laughs> Man, this ship is fast. <laughs> Anyways, let's land. And you guys come down. And you see, it's just a really humble little town. And it's all tabaxi people. All, like, different... It's. Did Has anybody seen the, the new Cats trailer? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. No. Ooh, no. Light. <laughs> Memories. Memories. It's so easy to leave me <laughs> alone in my memories. Blackjack, why did you die? Uh, you guys land. And it is kind of like cobblestone streets and, and uh, things. But you land there when it, the sun is setting and it's starting to become nighttime. And all the tabaxis come out of their houses and they see this ship landing. And they're all like, nobody's seen an airship ever. And you land. You hop off, and yogurt's like, "Okay, guys, I'll show you. I'll show you the the coat store, and then I'm just gonna go visit my ma." Yeah, sounds great. Okay, yeah, I, I understand. Fur balls, furs, and accessories. It's right here. Uh, go go on in. I'll I'll catch up with you guys. I just gotta go see my family, <laughs> and tell them news. Uh, but anyways, go in there. Get the nice. Get a coat for me too, because I know I have fur, but I love I'd love two layers. Same color, same shade, please. I'm gray. You could probably see that with your eyes. Okay, what are you doing? Go inside! <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Ding! The bell to the door rings and you step inside. And there's just this kind of calico cat there at the at the counter. This huge just cat and she's wearing like an apron and she's just kind of sweeping back and forth. Hello! Oh, hi! What's going on? Hey! Hello! You looking for some furs? Um, we're, we're looking for a couple coats to wear to Monosnow. Have you ever heard of Monosnow? 
Yes, of course I have. It's, it's, what are you talking about? I live in this area. Of course we don't live in Monosno. We trade lots of coats down there. A lot of people come to us before they go there for the coats specifically. Probably like that you. That makes sense, and you're a smart business person to open up a shop I here. am. I am a smart businessman. I'm a woman. Sorry, I'm a woman. This woman. Anyways, um... <laughs> We're looking to purchase a couple coats, actually. Okay, um... Uh, what kind? Fur or leather? Fur... I only have the two. <laughs> well, I don't know about Darian. He's a kind of a bad boy, so you might, <laughs> might want some leather. Actually, um, no, I'm thinking of a big, nice, poofy parka. <laughs> the, the man knows what he wants. Look, I'm I'm from a more uh, warmer temperate spring aladrin and all, and... I think I'm going to have a hard time with the cold, so I think I'd prefer a, a nice fuzzy parka. Uh, but now that you mention it, in regards to, to leather, I'm not much for fur being on fur kind of thing. It just doesn't play well for me. But I'm completely fine wearing some sort of animal skin, so I'll take the, uh, I'll take the, um, the leather, actually. I should really clarify this is not skin. This is fur. This is, like, it's, we shed it, and we glue it. But you said it's leather. <laughs> Oh, that's other animal skin. Yeah, not ours. Not ours. <laughs> that's totally fine. Yeah, I want the leather one actually. Is it just as okay, warm? Can okay. I try it? Because I don't want to. Yeah, sure. Here, I'll show there. you all the coats over here. I just don't want to go there and pretend like I'm warm when I'm not. Just because I chose a different thing. I hear you. I respect you. And I believe you're making the right choice. Anyways, here over here to the coats. Let me show you. And she brings you down like the aisles. Um. You just see his coats upon coats and coats and coats and coats. And some pants. Some snow pants. And fur pants and stuff. And fur boots. There's like fur every clothing. And like hats and stuff too. And you're going down the uh, the aisles of this store. And you are just looking around. What, what, what kind of coats are you guys looking at? What are you going to take off the rack? I want to find like a big, poofy, like Michelin man... <laughs> puffy parka <laughs> and i'm gonna wear one of those big like uh russian caps you know with the furry flaps that come down like around your ears uh with some nice uh fur lined gloves and some uh big winter boots this guy hasn't <laughs> really even heard of it. the price of these things yet and he's decking himself out well, I'm not familiar with winter gear. <laughs> or Darian, like Darian, that's not coming out of the team budget, Darian. <laughs> I need the smallest leather jacket I can find to fit my There's tiny body. There's one that's like sleeveless. It's like a vest. Uh, <laughs> be warm enough. Uh, I'll try. I try it on. It looks badass. Ooh, this warms me to the very core. I like it very much. Um, seems warm enough to me, but I might have to fake <laughs> fake it the whole time in Monosnow. <laughs> um, you will. But this be pretty cool for some fan art. <laughs> <laughs> Think of the art. Um, uh, okay, I'll get I'll get the leather vest, and then um, do we have like any like ankle warmers around here? Yeah, there's some, there's some like you know like uh. Those like '80s workout video stuff. Yeah, like the the, the leg warmers. Yeah, I'll grab a couple of the two, a couple, actually, exactly a couple of those. Okay, perfect. So you got this leather vest on and two leg that warmers. are also black. That are I guess I just black. assumed okay. the leather wanna, vest was. Do you want black, a hat or anything? No, I already have a hat on. 
Oh yeah, that's true. Well, it's a straw hat. Yeah, good enough. By the way, the you can tell there's alcohol um, just in the back room of this place. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys are trying out these outfits, and Darian, you find yours, and you're decked out in this full parka and fluff gear, and you're looking through the aisles for Zippy, and you turn down one, and you you see someone who's like four foot tall, and they're like in this huge just kind of like fur coat, and they're trying something on. Um, and you go over, they're like the same size as Zippy, and they're wearing this coat and this hat and everything, and you, and you go to, like, tap them on the shoulder, and you're like, hey, Zippy, and, uh, you, they turn around, and you see it's not Zippy, but a dark green goblin, and on their hat, head, they have, like, this fur hat, but just beneath it, they have this thick tree bark like masks that's just above their eyebrow um and they're wearing this like long coat underneath and they just turn to you and it's a goblin and they're kind of spooked and they say salutation fellow traveler and compatriot my name is peterson oh sorry i thought i thought you were someone else uh if i may ask what 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 is the mask for it allows me to see things from a different realm than here. It allows me to see things in this ethereal plane. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's pretty neat. Do you look into the ethereal plane often? He, um... He kind of... He pulls back the fur hat, and then he pulls the mask down over his face... And there are no holes in it, but on the front, um, there's like a bunch of like white painted eyes and different, um, different shapes of eyes and different pupil dilations and things like that. It's not moving, but he kind of gives you like a look up and down and he says, I can see now that you have been to the ethereal plane even recently. Oh yeah. I just, uh, I just pop over. Tell me what is your name? Tall one. I am Darian Branch of the Feywild, and your name? My name is Peterson, the sole survivor of the Eastern Spear Goblin tribe, and the sole apprentice of the late Grand Mage Althazar Graylin. Tell me, tall one, where are you traveling to this time of year? My, uh, team and I are heading up to Monosnow. We have, uh, some investigating we need to do. Monosnow? Do you intend to yeah. travel on foot? Uh, no, we have other means that are... It's a little more expedient. Expedient how? He, he's put the mask up, by the way. He's no longer looking through the mask. So I, I can see this goblin's face. Yeah. And look at him now. You know, you, say, you seem to ask a lot of questions for a goblin. Um, You know, then again, I've never met a lot of goblins, so... Is it normal for goblins to ask this many questions? Um, it is admittedly rare for my kind to show much interest in anything outside of their own species. I believe you will find me quite unlike the rest of my kind. Okay. Um, Zippy turns around the corner and he's in the aisle and he, you see Darian talking to this goblin. Darian? Oh, there you are. Hey, Zippy, I think I found someone who almost talks as much as you do. Oh, Hello. Hello. My name is Peterson, sole survivor of the Eastern Spear Goblin tribe. 
Peterson, eh? Oh, that's a nice name. It's not a very goblin name. My name's Zippy Westborough. I'm from the Bramble Patch. And... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, what have, oh, what no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> And I am the sole survivor of leaving the Bramble Patch. Dan just sits down. <laughs> I'm the I'm one of the first Lapines to ever leave the Bramble Patch because well we love being there. It's better than anywhere else I've seen. And Zippy's voice starts to just fade out. And that's where we're gonna end the episode. <laughs> <laughs>